0: So if you're with me or you can follow along on the screens, we're going to look at Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. And uh, it says in verse 6, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reaped. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us, and this is where we're going to camp out. I feel like that's such a preacher term. This is where we're going to land, so we're going to hang our hat, I don't know, today. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we... Will reap. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for the reaping. I'm excited for the blessing. <laughs> if we do not give up, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Uh, if you're taking notes for the next 20 to 30 or so minutes, I'm, I've titled this talk today, In. The wait. In the wait. We are all in a waiting. Maybe you are literally at Costco right now with your rotisserie chicken and your bag of dried mangoes. Maybe you are in line somewhere in the wait, and uh, we are going to unpack what it looks like to be in the waiting. If I'm going to be honest, and we're in church, I guess I should be honest. Um I get frustrated with Paul sometimes. He can be a little aggressive. He um you know, he says words like, you know, to to live is Christ but to die is gain. And I'm like, okay, that's I mean that's that's a lot, you know, for a Sunday. Or he says things like I press towards the goal. And um I'm like, can I Binge TV towards the goal, you know? And then there's David. He's like, he's on a continuation self-care day, uh, face mask on, you know, though I, w- I wow, we got to cheer for a face mask. <laughs> Tommy, calm down. Um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, he's like, God, have you left me? Have you forsaken me? I mean, it's easier sometimes to, to relate with the feeler than the one who is a, is a, is a little bit tough, and uh, in this verse we see Paul's char- characteristic coming out, and he uses this expression. he says, "Don't grow weary." Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you know what makes me weary waiting. Yeah. You know You know what? You know what makes me kind of tired? Patience. Yeah. I mean, no one here is like, "You know what I." love. I love waiting in traffic. I mean, God, can I just say thank you? Literally, thank you for letting me endure this season. Seriously, I get tingly inside when I think about the California State DMV. I mean, it is... It is a no. Why? Because it's exhausting to wait. Just ask any woman that is 38 weeks plus pregnant. We had Taylor up here who's eight and a half months pregnant. What a legend. And I swear every Sunday... I look at her, I'm like, how are you doing? And she's like, I think, I think this could be the last Sunday that I'm leading worship. Not because she's about ready to give birth, but there's the reality that she's a little out of breath. And then every Sunday I see her back, I'm like, Drew, you are mean to your wife. <laughs> but um, when I was pregnant with Georgia, she's our firstborn. And uh, I was due on Thanksgiving Day. Now, on Thanksgiving Day, um, I went to the YMCA, yes, YMCA, shout out, um, and I was on a treadmill (coughs) running, and um, the staff had to come um, try. I mean, if you've ever tried to do anything with a 40 week pregnant woman, (laughs) you know that that's not possible. Um, Tried to um, make me move off the treadmill because I was a a liability. I'm like, is this. My body, my child, you know? Um, but I was very desperate to get this child out, and I tried all the things, and uh, I ended up going eight days over my due date. Now, if you've ever gone over a due date, now maybe there's just a few of us here. We're, just, we're in this together. Um, every single day feels like eternity. I'm like, Chad cannot breathe. Say a word, touch me, or look at me. That I mean, it's just like for eight days. I mean, he's like, "Um, do you, would you, are you hungry? Can I, I mean, it's like, don't breathe weird. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Why? Because I have a due date. I am owed a child to come out of me. You know, someone gave me that due date, so I have an expectation. You know, Jesus gives us an invitation when we feel overwhelmed and weary in our waiting. In Matthew, in the message translation, one of my favorite verses, he asks us if we're tired, if we're worn out. If we're, here's a common word, burnt out. But he gives instruction to come to me. And he says, get away with me. And you'll do this. You'll recover the life, the abundant life this is what, in Galatians 6, it refers to that Zoe life, that abundant life that I have for you. And I'll show you, I'll teach you the word of God and the presence of Jesus is where we find the ability to endure and have strength in the waiting. I was frustrated when I was with child. Why? Why? Because I had an expectation of life and a promise that was on the way. Maybe you didn't plan to go through a pandemic. Maybe you didn't plan to be in the spot that you're in today. Maybe you're waiting for fill in the blank. And you're like, I'm actually weary. We... We spend a lot of time in the waiting, waiting in line, waiting for news, waiting for a response, waiting for a promotion, waiting for Sebastian's spouse that I'm pretty sure that he just gave an invitation with his Bible today. But God is in the work in our waiting. And I just want to talk through a few action items that Paul gives us in verse 9 of what we are to do. See, the Galatians Church is, is early Christians. It's, it's basically all of us. What are we supposed to do on our faith journey in the waiting? Number one, in the way we sow where we want to grow. Leave it to children to keep you humble. Maverick has this great habit of um, poking me in my midsection And telling me that my tummy is getting so big. Now, I didn't ask you for your opinion, but the reality is is that when you feed your flesh, there is growth (laughs) going to happen. (laughs) And we're all growing in some way or the other while we are waiting. But where are we growing? What does it look like to grow? Yes, God is at work in our waiting. And just like Galatians 5, we grow in our spirit, but we can grow in our flesh. And I think that this is so interesting in verse 9 that he says, don't get weary. He says, grow weary. See, weariness is also a progress. It's developed. There's a growing pattern to it. And uh, I am not one that is good in the garden. That would be my mom. I blame my parents because when I was growing up, we had this thing called the disrespect bucket. Did any of my sisters have to do it? No, because I guess they're respectful. I'd have to fill it with weeds. So gardening is punishment to me. You know, this is childhood wounds. Here. So... Chad also had to do gardening as punishment, so um, collectively, we kill plants. (laughs) And um, see, what's interesting is that just like as you plant something, it doesn't grow overnight. It also doesn't die overnight. Why? Because there's still life within it. Now, if there was a plant to die overnight, I'm sure I'd be the one to figure that out. Because where there is growth, there is evidence of life within it. And where there is life, and I love this word, vision. We got to get vision for our life. There is growth within it. But I think we get a little into controlling the speed of our growth. And Paul in 1 Corinthians, he talks about the process. He talks about, he says, I planted, Apollos watered, so I played my part, Apollo's water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. But for we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, and God's, I love this, he's building. He's building you, he's building his church. And our entire life is sowing and watering and depending on God to grow. It's a patient partnership. I hate the word patience. What is patience? It's basically the capacity to endure. It's, it's actually the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. I don't want delays. I don't know about you. Trouble, suffering without getting angry or upset. Easier said, been done but we can also grow in strength we can develop that capacity now we're in los angeles so we are just now reopening and uh i, I told you that in the last couple of weeks my kids went to school so that means the last couple of weeks i started working out more consistently so chad and i um joined this cult called orange theory fitness and um the concept, if you've never heard of it, is you wear a heart rate monitor and your heart rate um, is in uh, color patterns based on how much exertion you are um, giving out. And uh, red uh, means that you're near death. And um, so when you get back to working out and it's on a screen for everyone to see, um, there's nothing more of a reality check to see how close to a heart attack you're getting, you know? I'm like, Okay. That that this is where this is where I'm at and we're fine. This is this is this is this is what what we have. But what happens is that when we use a muscle or when we start to endure it it's exhausting at first. I'm out of breath. But the more that I'm able to endure the more i become a little bit more energized and the more i become dare i say this word we're months from this fit and but we're all producing within us an ability to get fit for the journey fit for the fight fit for the line ahead of us so you can build capacity endurance what are we feeding ourselves right now I have a question. The thing that you are sowing into, what is that thing? Maybe you're sowing into a relationship. And the way that you're sowing into it, will it result in a harvest? This is really what sowing into fruit is. You know what happens when we spend time in production only to come up empty? It's frustrating But if we have the compound of consistency in developing and growing the fruit within us, sow where you want to grow. Sow where you want to go. Don't just go through life. Grow through life. Number two, he says, don't grow weary in doing good. He uses the action word, doing good number 2 grow in doing good basically activate your faith put your faith in action what is paul saying he says that that doing good it's not just working it's it's faith paired with working why are people quitting because they're weary in their faith and when i get weary Faith tends to leave. When exhaustion hits my body, my ability to have faith tends to drain out. Um, I was in a weary season at the beginning of the school year because we had started to do school online and at home. And to be honest, I'm not cut out for that. And uh, I had three kids Um, on different Zooms and different platforms, different teachers, different grades. And my oldest daughter, she has severe special needs, and um, she can't talk, write, sit up. So through the school district, we receive physical therapy, occupational therapy. She has a nurse. So there's five or six people that are attended to my daughter, Georgia. Now, they wanted me to do all this, these things. And I'm like, this is nearly impossible. Well, I was feeling exhausted and weary, but I, I didn't know what to do. And let me just tell you, when I say faith was leaving my body, it was leaving my body. And um, so I spent some time in prayer, and I just simply said, God, give me the capacity the endurance to do something in action. I don't really know what that looks like now. I reached out on social media, and if you follow me on social media, this is not a plug. I, you're gonna get nothing. I don't even know how to post something on my story. Literally, Allie has to help me. And um, someone was like, I sent you a message, and I was like, like an email, and they're like, no, in your DMs, and I was like, sorry, where, where's that? <laughs> you know. Um, so I sent out a message just being like, hey, if you are a mom doing distance learning at home with a special needs child, DM me. Dare I, dare I even ask for this invitation? I was like, I want to send you a cup of coffee, a Starbucks gift card on me. See, what I was doing was like, my faith in action was actually activating my faith. And can I tell you, I had hundreds of mothers that we were in far worse scenarios than than I was multiple moms with multiple special needs children at home working from home I mean single parents I mean it just broke my heart to see and then suddenly I'm like there I mean there's something that feels good when you're putting your faith in action in doing good and uh when you're faithful and you're not seeing a result in the waiting, there can be frustration. If you've ever poured into a company or a person or place and didn't get the result you want, there could be frustration to that. But there's nothing more fulfilling to bear the fruit of the seed that God has planted inside of you. And there's a, there's a conflict with doing good because it's easy just to do how we feel. And I think that the enemy comes and convinces us not just to slow down, but to do nothing. And sometimes it's, it's, it's just frustrating to even take the steps of faith to do and to grow. So we just stand still. And even in your nothing, can I just tell you, there is an avenue that God has an answer for you. Just like we were singing at, he says, "Wait on me, and I will do this. I will renew your strength right where you 're at. God can come and just renew your spirit, renew your soul, give you vitality in you once again eleven Philippians two thirteen it says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good." Pleasure, what is he talking about? It's that Hebrew word, enerheo. It's that energy that comes from on high to do in you. When you wait on God, when you wait on strength, when you lean in, he gives you energy to do the work of God. Uh, Three things that, oh yeah, everyone's pulling out their pens. No, you don't want to write this down. There are three things that uh, are a component of, to plant growth. Uh, My mom is a science teacher, so yeah, yeah, don't write that down. It's nitrogen. um, It is. Is it phosphorus? Is that what it is? And potassium. Yes, coal is nodding. I got it right. Thank you. Well, nitrogen really is, it's how you receive energy. So it is It's the energy that is given for plants to grow. So it's the compound by which plants use sunlight energy to produce sugars from water and carbon dioxide. It's utilizing energy from above. Hey, hey, hey. So it can produce. Why are we so exhausted? Because we're trying to produce on our own energy, and we're not designed to do that. We need to gain the energy that's available for us and produce and do the work. When you work and do without letting God work with us, we're not utilizing the fruits that he has available. His last commission is to go, to do, to join culture class. That's his commission. It really is. To join a connect group, to serve. Just keep doing the doing of the Lord is just the most fulfilling and best thing. Hosea 10, 12 says it this way. Sow for yourself seeds of righteousness. Sow for yourself and reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground for it is time, it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Keep sowing, keep going, keep serving, keep being faithful in the small things. Just keep going. Keep doing. Number three, put your trust in his timing. I love that. He says it is due season. I don't know about you, but sometimes I want suddenly fruit. I want my time. I want this thing to happen on my way. Maybe you're in a harvest season right now. Maybe you're experiencing fruit. Maybe you're in a drought season. And when we aren't satisfied, sometimes we do what? We take matters into our own hands. The harvest is not our choice. It really isn't. God gives us dreams, but what he does in the waiting is bigger and better than those dreams. I don't know about you, but I want a harvest. I want reaping. Productivity is my drug. It really is. I love to be productive, but... Sometimes the productivity is who I'm becoming. And I don't allow him to produce in me and submit myself to his time and the partnership to be able to accomplish and to see the will of God that he has. Habakkuk 2, it says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision. I love this. This is what's life with it. It's write the vision, make it plain. So he who runs reads it, for still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We're always wanting a different season that we're in. When I was young, I was so obsessed with becoming an adult the day that I could get my first checking account and my first credit card, I did. Why? Why would I want more responsibility? And now when I'm old, I'm like, what I wouldn't give to get out of bed and not have to stretch just to walk to the kitchen. (laughs) Maybe you're wanting a season where you're believing for a spouse. You're really saying, God, when is my season that I'm going to have companionship? Maybe you are married and you're like, God, when can I get rid of this spouse? (laughs) If I could just get some freedom, some space. Maybe you're believing for a baby. Maybe you're here and you have a lot of kids and you're like, if I could um, just get a break from my baby. See, it's funny how we're all wanting a different season than we're currently in. But I love this verse because it it gives me the reality that every day is a gift. And what we do with it is a gift back to God. God, I'm going to trust you and worship you no matter what the season. I trust your word and your goodness. And um, yesterday I... um, was in the car and I was listening to this song that uh, Drew led so beautifully uh, about in the waiting and um, I was just crying in my car and uh, I think I was just like sensing and feeling the frustration of so many people that are exhausted and weary from waiting. And I messaged Drew, and I was like, any chance for leading that song tomorrow, no pressure? And he was like, actually, we are. And I was like, no, no way. Okay, thank God, you know. Just, I was like, you heard me. No. Um, and I think I just, I know what it is to feel the disappointment of delay. And then what happens when you're in line and is you start to like find dreams that you can hold on to that gets you to the next place in line. I mean, there's some line rules, you know, you're not supposed to crowd someone, clip their heels or talk on your phone too loud. But the progression of a line has growth within it and growing things come from a place of life within your soul but I think what I got so overwhelmed with is what if the life has left your soul? What if there's no vision like Habakkuk was referencing? I think there's an opportunity and this is what I feel like is so beautiful about the church is to believe again that God is putting life back within you. That he's restoring your weary soul. But I think above that, what he ends with is he says that that the harvest is plentiful. He said, "Don't, don't grow weary in doing good because the harvest is good. He said, don't give up. It's not... It's not time to get out of line. It's not time to quit on your kids or quit on your life. It's, it's not time for that. Why? Because what I have is worth it. The harvest he has for your life and for the church is worth the wait. I don't know about you, but I sense that a harvest is coming. I do. I sense that God is rebuilding his church. We were with, just with Chad's dad, and he oversees a lot of pastors. He says, let me put it this way. I, in 12 years, I had to do about 90, um, uh, 90 transitions with pastors in 12 years. One-third of them, over 30 of them, happened within the last 12 months. That's just the church. There are so many many stories of people that have been taken out in these last 12 months. And I have to believe when we're weary and we're ready to quit, that we get to gather on a day like today and to encourage each other and say, the harvest is worth it. There is beautiful day is coming. The wait is worth it. Don't quit on yourself don't quit on your kids. Don't quit on your church. He's with you in the wait. The delay does not mean that he's done. Maybe you've disqualified yourself. That does not mean that he's not done with your story. He's with you. He's with you. And I'm just going to believe that he's going to give you supernatural natural. Endurance. We're going to get ready to sing this song, but I just want to speak Hebrews over you today. This is a scripture that's encouraged me. Hebrews talks a lot about the race of life, and a lot of times we think it's a sprint, and I've done a lot of long-distance running, and there's different endurance that needs to be developed. He says, you have need for endurance. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. For you have need for endurance so that when you have done the will of god you may receive what is promised the promise of god the harvest for yet a little while and the coming one will come And he will not delay. He'll be right on time. Trust his timing. Trust it. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. See, we see the Bible filled with men and women that have been waiting. Joseph waited for a promise. Abraham waited for a son. Jesus waited for his ministry to start jacob waited for rachel maybe you are here and you are in the waiting season don't grow weary on waiting on god for in due season he will bring forth a beautiful tomorrow come on let's sing together